Something I love collecting examples of is the innovator's dilemma, which was coined by Clayton Christensen in his book on the innovator's dilemma. He really demonstrates how successful, outstanding companies can do everything right and still lose their market leadership or even fail as new unexpected competitors rise and take over the market. And part of this thesis is basically that the incumbent company cannot clone the upstart for whatever reason. And it's really amazing when you see someone that's so giant, that's so well-known, that has such great distribution, that has so much resources, be constitutionally unable to clone the small startup. This is known as counterpositioning, as promoted by Hamilton Helmer in his book on the seven powers. And you can hear it in this clip from the MKBHD podcast talking about the failure of YouTube shorts. Shorts in general are just a really great way of explaining how like YouTube launches these new features, they fall flat, and then they're trying to find ways to get people to do them. And I think yeah. that all because of that, it boils down to like, why are these not working? People love YouTube. Like people made their whole lives on YouTube. I literally have a job because you have, but like, why are these main creators not doing these other things? I think I can speak to that. Yeah. I... So first of all, the the creator funds that we keep seeing, it's like my favorite new trend of like, yeah. man. There's right. a TikTok one this week for TikTok stuff. Exactly, same like a, thing. Yeah. And it's because the platforms realize they not just want but need creators on their platforms mm -hmm. making stuff to make them work. That realization, great. Now, YouTube Shorts, so the hesitation by a lot of YouTubers to dive into Shorts is really interesting. I think a lot of the longer-term creators like me, mm -hmm. <laughs> have a bit of an aversion to YouTube releasing new, untested, unproven features because they could possibly have adverse algorithmic effects. Yep, They could possibly get killed in six months and you will have just poured a bunch of resources and pivoted your channel down a path that ends up being a dead-end road. Yep. So the other end of that is if the feature works... I think there are a lot of younger creators or more nimble creators who will just jump right in and do a bunch of shorts or do a bunch of, what was the last thing, YouTube stories. I think that might have been dead already. Story? Yeah, I, but, I don't see anyone post stories yeah, anymore. Yeah, but they'll... they'll Even once they, premieres. The thing is they launch a feature like that and they have a whole plan behind it, backing it, as if it's going to be the future of the platform. Mm -hmm. So when creators see that, they'll go, oh, okay, I see that stories is going to be a really big deal for YouTube for the... For foreseeable future let me pivot hard and make sure that's a big part of my content strategy and then when it's dead in a year you feel like you wasted a lot of time resources you might have hired for it like that's a that's a big loss like that's a big risk to take but if it does explode and let's say shorts is the you know this huge future category on youtube a lot of younger creators who got in early and focused really hard on that are going to be really happy about it. Mm -hmm. So Shorts is clearly a response to TikTok. It's literally almost the same thing. Like you go into hit Shorts on the YouTube app and it's this endless scrolling carousel of vertical videos. Yeah. That's what you'd expect. The algorithm tries to learn you. But YouTube knows that it needs YouTube Shorts creators instead of just people uploading to TikTok and then copying that file and also putting it on shorts I'm which is most of sure what's that's happening. what they're doing that's what they did on reels like that's, that's most all reels is is literally like watermarked tiktok yeah videos. like literally all of reels has the tiktok like yeah. watermark and the name on it and yeah. people are probably just using reels to find more people to go follow on tiktok and they they literally show up in my explore page like really? the ones that instagram is suggesting to me on my explore page 
have TikTok and like that's, TikTok logos on them. That's really funny. And anyway. if anyone was going to do the a TikTok competitor, it would be Instagram. It just makes the more sense. The the demographic that is on TikTok is very very active on Instagram, and it's just mm-hmm. that social media platform, that short form social media platform, that it makes way more sense on. Yeah, and it's TikTok still blowing reels out of the water. Yeah, yeah. So YouTube, I mean. This is a smart move from YouTube, no doubt. Like they are the video home on the internet. Mm-hmm. And if you run YouTube and you see TikTok, another version of videos blowing up, of course you need to make a competitor for it to offer people an alternative and possibly they'll come to YouTube later. The question is how do you get those creators to come to YouTube? Okay, well, we have a creator fund. We're going to start making it easy to monetize. TikTok is also still not easy to monetize and they're also doing a creator fund thing Mm -hmm. which is smart but i think generally at the end of the day the creators looking to make a job out of it are thinking about ease of monetization first discoverability right behind that Mm -hmm. and youtube is trying to lock both those things up and they all they obviously have discoverability but the tiktok algorithm is something special just just surfaces things you want to see it's really good so they have that to compete against i do think though there's the aspect that we touched on really at the beginning of that you touched on it really quickly is just like you're talking about bringing new creators in youtube definitely also already houses some of the biggest creators in the world and they definitely want those creators to use their new features because if those creators use their new features that's still bringing more people in and i think that's where you talk about the unknowingness of the algorithm Mm. really starts making those big creators weary of jumping into some of these new features we still don't use premieres they've right. been around for a long time because from what we found have i explained this i don't i don't know if we have we may have it just might as well do a refresher yeah yeah, yeah. so premieres what happens with a, a premiere is if you think of like a, a movie or like say a tv show where it premieres on tv everyone watches it at once mm-hmm. youtube sees that on tv and goes you know what we're going to be the video home of the internet we'll offer something like that so you can make a whole youtube video upload it and then set it to premiere so everyone watches it at the same time live. They can't fast forward. They're all watching it with you. And there's a live chat, and it's really cool, and they obviously thought a lot about it. In theory, is amazing. It's in theory a great idea. What I noticed, because I've stepped back and watched a bunch of premieres happen and saw what was going on with them, the impressions seem to plummet because of the first few minutes of the video going live. Because when you think about it, when a video shows up in your sub box, a bunch of people all click on it at once and they all watch it and then they leave. When a video is premiering, a bunch of people all click on the premiere and for those first 15 minutes, however long the video is, they all watch the premiere. Then when it's over, they leave. Then it shows up in the sub box and I have no idea how they counted those live views. Mm -hmm. Typically seems pretty low to me. So I haven't, we, we did a premiere with the, was it the blind smartphone, blind smartphone camera smartphone, test? Yeah, yeah. And I observed the same thing where like the first hour it was 10 out of 10, like half the views of a normal video and then it eventually caught up. But what? I would just, I see that and I'm like, I'm not going to keep doing this. Let me clarify there. You say 10 out of 10. If you don't know what we're talking about, that sounds amazing. We're saying oh. <laughs> the, the best hour or whatever, or the best impressions for the last 10 videos, it was ranked 10 out of 10. So yeah. the worst, it literally had the worst rating out of our last 10 videos. Yeah. With like half the views of number nine. Yeah. So it was pretty bad. So yeah, I see that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, once they figure that out, I'll do premieres again, but it's not really ready for me to keep diving in and exactly. pushing videos through that. Same thing happens with like stories they did for a while. And now it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's dead. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's still there, but no one uses it. But yeah. like, if we're talking about how 
something we like understand with the algorithm, but don't totally. This podcast right now is a great example because people might wonder why we made a podcast video channel and a podcast clips channel. And if you look at a lot of other podcasts, they do the same. Joe Rogan, H3, Lou Later, they all have separate ones. And the theory behind it is that if you have long form content and you have shorter clips, the watch, overall watch time on the channel is going to be all over the place. Because if you have 30 minutes of watch time on the long one and six minutes of watch time on the short one, it gets confused and has a hard time serving those videos. Yeah. So that's why we separate them. And because of that unknowingness, people are creating these different workarounds on YouTube. And I think bringing that all back to now shorts, imagine being a channel like us that creates generally 10 to 15 minute videos now putting a bunch of 60 second clips on where the watch time is 60 seconds, how is that gonna affect our 15 minute video? Not just to mention that they're vertical, which we would never, ever, ever put on the channel. Right, yeah. The answer probably is just separate shorts channel. I mean, we've seen that. Yeah. It's now you have a dedicated audience that is there for shorts and they will watch inconsistent watch time short videos. And if you do that on your separate shorts channel, great. I would consider that a fail for YouTube's marketing in the sense that they're hoping big creators bring this to their main audience, where the minute you switch it to another audience, you're going to lose a giant portion of your already subscribers. Because if they miss the announcement to like, check out the Shorts channel, they're never gonna see it. So now like, as YouTube, they've lost already, if that's what's happening. And so it seems like their fail safe to that is to try to dump as many people into Shorts as possible. Oh, I mean, yeah. How though, but that's a thing. We. We were talking about shorts yesterday with Tim. Yeah. I tried to look at shorts on my desktop and I literally couldn't find it. Oh, uh, you I, won't find that on the desktop, but you will find it on your phone, which is where they're competing with TikTok. I mean, yes, I guess, you can watch TikTok still on your desktop. It be on desktop. It's there and you can find it, but it's the same way TikTok, TikTok on desktop, that's a tongue twister, exists, but you don't really care about it. If they're competing with TikTok, which is really what shorts is and really what Reels is, you can watch it on the desktop, but it's all about that endless scroll on the smartphone and they've built that in and then they mm-hmm. put the button right at the bottom of the app where it used to be the explore page, or I think it's next to it oh, now. Oh, okay. So now their goal is to just dump as many people organically into shorts as possible. Same way, you know, Instagram did where they replaced the add post button, put it up at the corner, oh, and put yeah. shop there. Same behavior. Let's just dump people in and put it in the place where they're familiar and they're going to see it over and over and they're eventually going to click it. So Instagram, a little weird moving around button placement like that, but that's basically what YouTube did. Get in there, get in shorts, find stuff you're into, and then you'll be a shorts viewer from here on out. I'm sure YouTube could figure out a way to put that on desktop. They're they're one of the social media apps that probably gets the closest to mobile, equal mobile and desktop usage. Like Depends. Instagram obviously is so far mobile. TikTok is even further mobile. I would argue Facebook now is mostly mobile despite it originating on desktop. But like if we're talking about YouTube, I think they have a, probably more mobile users, but I bet that's much closer. I would push back just a little because I think it is oddly very specific to what type of content it is. And I think because literally shorts is required to be vertical. like Which is terrible. Yeah. So like, but that's because they want it to a, fit yeah. as the same TikTok thing. Like you can, you can do a horizontal TikTok, but it just looks ridiculous in the app. They want it to be the TikTok experience. And so they've built everything around it being just like TikTok but on YouTube, and then they're trying to bring creators in with the creator fund and with like I all think these that's rules. where I was trying to go with like the fact that 
there is a higher average people that use YouTube on desktop because it was originally built on desktop. It became mobile. And even when you're using mobile, you're almost turning to landscape. Whereas TikTok works well because it's only supposed to be on a phone. Reels worked okay because Instagram is still a vertical scrolling mobile app. Mm -hmm. YouTube is not quite that. It was developed into that. It's becoming good at it, but it still always has its heart and soul in the desktop version of it. Yeah. And that's why this feature just feels a little off. I think me. if they wanted to feel less off, they would have made it a separate app, like a YouTube Shorts app, so Remember that you open IGTV, it and you go vertical, just like IGTV. Yeah. It worked bad because nobody's opening that app. So that went long. I apologize because I couldn't really find it in me to cut it short to five minutes today. But there are three main points that I picked from this clip, and you can read more in the associated blog post. But just to recap for you, one, you need big creators to adopt your new clone, but your algorithm punishes change, and that's something that creators really don't like. Two, you can't support it on all clients, and you can't make a new client for it, so you're structurally behind. And third, clones need original content, but clones are also expendable. So it's a race between you get your creators to invest in you versus how much you have to invest in it. And that's why creator clones fail. 